The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. Welcome to Cowboys Storylines. I'm Nick Eatman. Derek Eagleton has joined us here. Like, I thought this was going to feel like normal, but it doesn't because I'm starting it You're off. The host. And I'm the host. So, so again, ye- yesterday I was like, this feels weird. And I was like, today it's not going to feel weird. Show number two, yeah, it still feels kind of weird because I'm used <laughs> to your like intro and all that. But, but I thought it was Do you important. want me to give you a little bit of... Like episode number two, live <laughs> yes. from Oxnard, yeah. California. Yeah. You know the whole bit. Season yeah. one, episode two. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm your host, Nick Eatman. I'm here with Derek. Yeah. Uh, that should have been how you started. No, no, no. I'm trying to, trying to try some different things here. Right, but I thought right. it was important. I thought it was important to have you on here. And, and not that people are really asking that or just wondering, like, what's going on here? What's up? Was yeah. there a break on the break and that kind of <laughs> stuff? Uh, but I know when you announced that we were doing some changes, there's a lot of people like, what? What's going yeah. on? What's yeah. happening? So I thought it would be good to have you on here. Plus, we, we didn't really ever say, like, yeah, goodbye. We, and know? we didn't really say it publicly right. other than, like, a tweet, obviously. Right, right. But, yeah, we didn't really get that moment to really talk on Yeah, that. so yeah. I say all that to really ask. Do you miss me yet? I do. Show? We miss you. We miss you. But it's it's good, and I, I've said this before, change is good. Change is just different. Yeah. The show feels different, but that's not a good thing or a bad thing. That's right. just it's different. And so it's it's Patrick is doing a great job, yeah. as we expected oh, he would. Yeah, You're going to do a fabulous job over here, and yeah. uh, it's just a Thank change, you. right? Just yeah, change. And, and, you know, we can kind of, like, talk a little bit about why, you know, we thought. I, I said it the other day. I thought, you know, we've we've – hit this format pretty good three yeah. people four people talking and around and around table and, and it works well with trying some different things so when we discussed how you know let's do something a little different and and, and what was your vision of kind of a show like this well I, I really wanted the ability and for those of you you've watched Nick for years and so you, you guys probably have picked up on the fact that Nick can be very witty um, <laughs> and Nick can be funny um, and in his own way he can be very endearing um, oh. And I think I think Thanks. putting you in a situation where you get to interact with fans right. is going to highlight those things that I think are real assets for you. It's hard sometimes for those things to come out in a four-person group, yeah. right? And uh, I remember I think you those things came out a lot more when it was just me and you, All right? Uh, because you had the the flexibility to just kind of take it wherever you wanted to take, it. and I would play along, and so we just kind of you know we had that kind of chemistry. It's different when you're in a group of four, right? Yeah. And you're trying to work in a point. It's not as much time and room for you to be able to just kind of be yourself. Right. And so um, what I was looking for out of this show was this is a personality-driven show. And you're going to have fun with the fans. And you're going to probably, there may be times, by the way, I'm already expecting. <laughs> I may get some tweets from people like, <laughs> Nick offended me. I, I know. I know. I'm sorry. And we'll move on. And, and he'll apologize if he needs to. But You're just throwing it out there in the universe. <laughs> like, but, it's going to happen. But right? I, I know you, right? And I know I know. sometimes people will say things that will make you feel like you got to come back. And yeah. that's who you are. And, by the way, that's what I want for this show is you to be yourself. Well, one thing that I said, uh, thank you for saying that. But one, one thing that I, I mentioned uh, on the, I think the first show is, you know, opinion. Everybody's got, got their opinions. Mm-hmm. They, they uh, hear all the time. And I, and I really, really try to say, all right, you're not wrong. When you say it's my opinion, you are not wrong, and that's fine. Um, it's like the guy nationally that said that Dak cannot be elite unless he wins two Super Bowls. That's his opinion. As terrible as I think that is, you know, I, it's fine. And, I, and, and my, my point to that, 
with what I said on the radio show this morning was that no one around here for the last 30 years has seen what it's like for the Cowboys to actually win a Super Bowl. So for that to happen and those next steps of what it takes to get to the Super Bowl, the quarterback doing it, no, I think he's going to get put on one of the highest pedestals, and I think he's going to immediately become elite. Yeah, because the play backs it up. Right. Like you look at his body of work. His body of work has been good enough to be in that category. What what is holding him back is that success in January right. and ultimately in February that I think people are waiting to see to make to, to make that final step and say, okay, yeah, he's among the best in the league. Yeah, let's 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 go back. Let's keep it with the podcast though. Do you remember? Because I, I really don't. You know, you know, my memory can be bad sometimes <laughs> when it, when I don't want it to be. You know, right. but. Do you remember kind of how the podcast started? Like when, when we, you and I were, were doing it together? I mean, I know we did the Tuesday nights and the ranch yeah. with, with, with Mickey. With Mickey, right? Until uh, you walked I, off, yeah. Until I walked off, yeah. Well, that's, that's You'd fine. had enough. Yeah, well, it was eight minutes and I hadn't <laughs> talked yet, so I thought it was time to go to the bathroom or something, and you never <laughs> did that, you know? Um, no, but do you remember where, where it started? Like, I, You know, I don't remember I the exact moment. I do remember around that yeah. time, and it was just kind of like, hey, I, I want to do this. And yeah. by the way, it wasn't called podcasting at, at that point. No. It, we were calling it online radio. It it's why people always, always ask me why I say radio at the end. is because at the time when we started that, that yeah. it wasn't – podcast was not a term. It didn't exist. We were doing online radio is what yeah. we were doing. And uh, and so that's how it started. And, and a little secret here, we could get away with things back then. Oh, yeah. There were some times where we would, we would talk to each other – in code. Yes, we would. <laughs> Things that probably wouldn't be appropriate today. No, no, yeah, not at all. Yeah. But we, we would we would ask each other questions on the show and we could do that yeah. with hand signals and things like that that we, we can't we can't do now right but the world has changed yeah the world has changed for yeah. the better it, yeah. it's kind of cool and i'm not sure that place we were doing the podcast would actually be great for uh <laughs> for tv you know the dungeon? dungeon down there yeah. um but yeah it was it's it's great how it's it's evolved and you know what's funny is when you, you did leave the show for a few months yeah something like uh, ha- that ha- yeah. half a year i, I don't yeah. remember you, it was a few months you left the show for just for a little bit and i remember we were like man it's been eight years by there you know we had a little <laughs> fist bump and this is the final one so i yeah. thought you know after 19 years i was like at least we could we could do that no we didn't doubt. get a chance in the off season but i wanted to definitely bring you on here and and you know like you said this show is going to be a fan driven show and yeah. so we're going to take questions here in the third segment after this we're going to have Dorrance Armstrong is going to join us here so excited about having him on but but we, we are going to ask questions and I thought this one was be one that I wanted to get your perspective on mm-hmm. uh, it's from Brandon One Stop Cowboys is his uh, handle he said coming into the season with the benefit of foresight where does this team stand in comparison to 2007 mm-hmm. 2014 2016 in my opinion, this is what Brandon says. My, in my opinion, those teams had the best chances to finally restore winning tradition in Dallas. Do you do you think those three years, 07, 14, and 16, and maybe last year or the year before that, it could mix into this? What, do you think this team is on par for those? Yeah, I, I mean, I will tell you this. I know in, in my mind there's no question this defense is the best defense that I've seen since I've been working for the Cowboys in the 20. 20- Three, 24 years yeah. I've been here so I do think the defense is better than any of those teams not sure about the offense but here's the deal I think the defense is so much better right. than those teams that when you then take the holistic approach of the entire team I would say this might be the best shot the Cowboys have had in my time with the team I mean you look at it right now and really there are only 
there are only in my mind a couple of lingering questions. Um, and I think they are the running back position and not so much that I don't think Tony Pollard can do it, but it still is a question mark. Can he hold up and do it in a situation where he may have a game where they're like, we need to lean on you 30 times this game right? in the context of a 17 game season. Yeah. Right. So that's a question mark. We don't know if he's, he's not had to do that. So we, we don't know about that and we don't know about the depth under him. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other is the offensive line. And really, you know, that one is more of a question of, can they keep everybody healthy? Right. Because right. you tell me you got those five that, that I think are going to be your starters and you're going to have them all season, I feel good about the offensive line. They'll be great. They'll be able to do what they need to do. The issue is what happens if you start getting injuries. Do you have the right depth in order to, to still be able to make things go? Yeah. Yeah, for me, answering it, I mean, I, until I see otherwise, I mean, the 2007 team to me is the best team that I've seen um, since I've been here. And, and I think when you look at now, I do think the defense is has a chance to be better. If not, there they might already be better than that one. But the offense, I mean, Dak and Romo at that time, that that's they're about the same there. I think CD is about the same as what To when he was really doing his thing. They had Witten, they had two running backs there in Barber and Julius Jones, and then three Pro Bowlers on the offensive line. Not to mention a Colombo and a Kozar who were really good too. So I think that team was better. Thirteen Pro Bowlers. And, you know, they lost to the Giants. I mean, it's just simple as that. They lost to a team that got super hot. And, you know, we could all blame guys for dropping passes or whatever. They, they, they should have won that game. They didn't. And, you know, that's that's been the story of, of their, their time in the playoffs. I think the 07 team's better, but this team is not that far away. So, yeah. all right. So, I guess we could do a proper send-off. For podcast style, we ain't going anywhere. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not right going anywhere. There. You're going to no. be sitting right beside me. We're going to leave here and go sit by yeah, each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I still thought it was good to, to bring you on here. And, and, and at least, at least I wouldn't say one more time, but just yeah. the next time to have it on here. And um, it, it's been good. And I, and I again, I, I can't, I'll say it to you in the tent. I'll say it to you right here. I'm always thankful of the opportunities that you've given for me uh, and, and to try to help me grow my brand, which you've always said – Helps grow everybody's brand. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I, I expect you to do big things on this show. My expectation is this, this is going to become one of our flagship shows. I'm not sure it'll be better than the break, but it's going to be one of our flagship shows. <laughs> and now tough. you get now you get to compete. Like, we yeah. get to compete we now. Get to compete. That'll be fun. Okay. We'll get to compete a little bit. And uh, but I'm looking forward to you doing a really fabulous job. I think this is made for you. You're going to do a really good job with this. I appreciate. it. Thank you so much. All right, Derek Eagleton, the boss. As we, as we all like to call him here. Thanks for stopping by here. Dorrance Armstrong will be coming up next here. And then, of course, like I said, we're going to end the show with a bunch of fan questions. So stay with us. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages, 
with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back to Cowboys Storylines. All right, welcome back to Cowboys Storyline here, segment two. And I've got Dorrance Armstrong, second guest we've had on this show so far. Trayvon the other day, of course, we were, big thing we were talking about him was a, was a huge contract, obviously. Uh, it's always cool to see your teammates that, that kind of get the bag as you guys like, like to say and uh, uh what's that what's that like because you guys only you guys sort of know kind of the the brotherhood that that is and how everybody's kind of fighting for the, the same things mm-hmm. i mean obviously that's that's everybody's goal to get the bag you know what I'm saying they win a championship but um most importantly it's just exciting to see your guys do that you know what I'm saying they really accomplish um a lifetime goal of theirs and to be able to provide for their family so let's talk about you a little bit. You got the shades on. You get look at you look at good. You got, you got that California feel. What what is it like to be here? You know, for for you, you you've been at Oxnard uh, every year since mm-hmm. you've been at, at camp. But does this does this feel different for you personally? Um, no, nah, man. I feel like when I come out here, I just know what time it is. You know, what I'm saying it's, this is this is where you really continue to put the, put in the work for the season, and uh, you get better as a team, get better as a person, and just. It's still time to grow. What th- there's a lot of talk swirling. Can this team? How good is this defense going to be? Can it be the best? Obviously, that that is the goal. But what? How do y'all view your 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 defense on a league-wide scope? Or do you even go that route? Or does it even matter where you rank as long as you guys do what you need to do on Sundays? Nah, um, ranks is, to me is just a statistic. Um, obviously, it's a st- statistic based off your production, and um, just we just try to be better than what we are last year. Our coaches put that in front of us because they want that for us too. Um, and with the group of guys we have, literally each and every one of them wants to do the same thing. And um, so having that fire lit right now is, and we just want to continue to come out here every day and, and build off the day before and literally build off last year. So And that all starts right now. So um, our goals and stuff are pretty much already set, and we're just working to be able to put ourselves in a better position. So you talked about stats and production and, and as a team, as a, as a unit. I'm going to talk about you individually a little bit here because we did a little research, okay? Last – 30 years, that's as far back as this website could, could take some of these stats. But in the last 30 years, there's nobody in the NFL that had eight and a half sacks in one season plus a blocked punt, plus a blocked field goal. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, that's, I mean that, that just shows a unique skill set there that you've had and provide. And would you rank which one of those kind of matters the most to you? 
Uh, honestly, I like them all. To me, they're they're almost they're the same, and I look at it. Um, it's a, a big play, a game changing play. Um, but um, the the block field goal and the block punt, um, those are rare moments. You yeah. know, um, there's only a limited amount of punts in the game or field goals in the game. So to be able to execute that and change the game, I, I, I like that. I mean, I think it speaks volume. You're obviously not going to talk about yourself like that, which is what's good, and everybody appreciates that and respects that. But for me personally, I look at it, you know, getting eight and a half sacks in a season means you are rushing the passer a lot. You're doing uh, a good work there and doing it a lot on third downs. But to have that plus the versatility of saying, I will play special teams, I will – I'm good enough to get around and block this punt. And I think on that punt that you blocked against the Rams, I think you told me that you were, you've been kind of – you studied that in film. You kind of knew how they were going to line up. Can you kind of elaborate on that? Uh, shout out to Bones, man. Bones, he put he puts the film in front of me. He, he Man, the keys that I get from the film and to be able to take that and apply it to practice and then execute it on the game, man, man I couldn't ask for a better coach to put me in that position. So, and really, if you look at the last, uh, what, 18 games or so, because you scored a touchdown against Washington the year before, and then you're blocking all that. So, what, what's the best thrill? Third down, late in the, th- late in the game, third down sack to, to force a punt, or a touchdown, or a block punt. What's, what's, what adrenaline gives you the, the biggest adrenaline rush? The block punt. Yeah. The block punt to that, me. That sound, that double thud. Man, it's just like anybody can get there, but you really have to win and get off the ball. So, man, it's a lot of focus that actually has to go into that play because it's literally like four game, maybe three a game. You never know. But um, you can get a sack throughout the entire game, you know, yeah. multiple to be exact. But um, that special team is just literally special. Let me talk, I'll talk about the, the pass rush uh, a little bit here because you guys – it almost seems like, you know, like with the wide receivers or whatever, everybody wants the ball. Is there enough balls to go around on your skill players? Is there enough reps off the edge to go around for your your, your guys here? I mean, you guys, not just Micah, you, Tank, uh, Sam Williams, Fowler. I mean, I know you got some young guys you're probably excited about too. I mean, how, how's this all going to work? Is this a good problem to have? Man, it, man look here. It's hard. It's hard having a lot of guys that can rush like that, but it's also a good thing because we can roll, we can rotate. But the main thing I take away from it is to be able to execute when your numbers call because yep. you never know how many reps you're going to get. So to be able to just go in and make a play like that, that's special. Talk about number 11 for a second here, Mike. On, on, and he and – he, he goes for all over the place. He plays that linebacker, obviously rushes off the edge and both sides of the edge. And what I always tell – I, I always talk about this when you see a corner that can travel. That also means the other corner has to travel too. So when Micah moves around and learns different spots, you guys have to learn. How, has that been an adjustment? And is that also kind of fun too to know that, hey, I'm, I get to line up in different spots too because he is. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show our versatility from everybody in our room because literally everybody can play the entire line. And me, I've never been a part of that ever since – Forever, like mm-hmm. our first, my three years here with these coaches, that's just what it's been. Everybody's been learning different spots, especially since Micah came in. So, um, and that's just our way of how we're getting better. You know, um, everybody playing different spots and being able to execute in different spots. Um, that's just what we got going on. I know Micah calls himself the Lion, you know, and he likes to give animal nicknames to his teammates. Has he got? Has he got one for you? Are you a? 
Are you? Does he have a nickname for you that you? I guess something you could share, maybe or? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> is it just we, DA. We was just, uh, for the most part is DA, but we were just talking about it yesterday, and I had I had a celebration um, off a of sack, and one time I, I crawled out of it and I beat in my chest. He was like, "Yeah, bro, you gotta you gotta take that eight and go with it." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. I, that that was tough." So I'll say the eight. The eight. Mm-hmm. He could play off of the you know. Da it could be D eight, but I mean they they could just they could combine the two. I never even thought about that. Okay, see that's what I'm here for. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah, we could we could yeah we could combine that. Tell tell them that, and if so, if there's t-shirts made, just a little cut. That's it. That's it for me. (laughs) I Uh, got you. No, that that, that's awesome. But you know, you guys just the defense seems like it takes on the mentality of the coordinator. I mean, like we we even I saw a clip just now. Dan Quinn in there punching, you know, and just getting fired up. I mean, he seems like a guy that you are not going to let down at, at all. And and that just seems like that fuels the fire for all of y'all. Mhm. Man, he wants to he wants the best for everybody. He he pushes us. He, he lives, bro. I never had a coach that literally just, you know what I'm saying? He know exactly what we're capable of and that's all he puts in front of us. He wants us to believe that. He wants us to have the confidence, the swagger to go out there and, and be the defense that he knows that we can be. And our guys want the same thing. All right. So we've. So if you had your 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 checklist here, and this is a contract year year for you again, right? You signed a two year deal. Is that mm-hmm. right? So it's mm-hmm. contract year for you, which is which is good. That's always you know exciting. I'm sure. So on your little bingo card of things that you've done uh, individually with the with the touchdown and interceptions and block punt i think you had two block punts right that both have led to touchdowns am i am i right on that one one block punt one block i feel like i thought you blocked the punt that nashawn wright record or uh, scored a touchdown on in atlanta a couple years ago that wasn't you that got in there on that one was it a Dang, I do. It, I did. I did. Yeah. But there, okay. you're right. You're right. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So you blocked two t- two punts for touchdowns. Blocked the field goal. I mean, what's next? I mean, interception. They can put you on offense. I mean, what what, what would be what would be uh, ideal for you here? Interception's cool. How do you get that? I mean, how do you get from where your position is just like this? D. Ware style, just snatching it out of the air. Off, uh, or, just or or Gregory. Gregory, you know, yeah, he tipped it up yeah, and, and yeah, caught yeah. it. It can come in many ways, man. Um, coverage, tips, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it the ball, if, I, if I find it, I find it. I'm making you uncomfortable talking about yourself individually. That doesn't seem like kind of the way, how you guys operate, which is fine, which is which is good. This is it's a team thing, and you guys kind of kind of roll together as a team. Team goal-wise, there's only one, right? Mm-hmm. One goal? Yeah, and that's to win it. How, how, how does that happen? How does this team – what do you think it needs needs to do to kind of get to that level? Man, just just execute at a high level, um, understand our assignments at all time, and be on the same page as a as a unit. Um, like I said, everybody already knows what we want. We knows we know what direction we're trying to go in. So we just continue to take those steps. Okay, give me one name, one name on defense. It doesn't have to be a defensive end or lineman, or it could, or it could be a corner somebody that you've kind of seen on defense so far that's a little under the radar that you're like ooh, watch out for this guy just like somebody would have said to you about you four or five years ago who's a guy that we're not talking about but probably should be man i can i can give you a list of names let's from, go we got from, time from these last two days um calvin joseph is a guy that's been flying around um 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 
Land, um, the Isaiah, DM. Isaiah Land. Uh-huh, yes. Because um, when DJ. I said earlier about those young rushers, you were kind of like nodding. Like, I kind of thought he might be one that you were thinking of. Yeah, those guys literally, like, their second day in yesterday, and they they went crazy. We yeah. watched the film, and they went crazy. We even and they, they went crazy. So, it's a lot of guys, man. It's, yeah. it's going to be a long camp. It's going to be exciting to see guys develop and grow. And um, I'm all here for it. You know, I, I, I like um, – the wild card, I, I think, for y'all, y'all's defensive line group is is Sam Williams. I love the fact how Sam, I think he, I think he was 18th or 19th in snaps on defense, but led the team in t- tackles for loss. So when you get out there, you're doing something. It's kind of like you. He was like, if you're on special teams, I don't block a punt. It just seems like you can't get all these rushers out here on the field together. Yeah, and he is just a freak of nature. He he's strong, fast, and. He's still growing, too, and he's growing at a fast rate as well. So this year is going to be a big year for him. All right, and it's probably going to be a big year for you as well in this entire defense. Dorms, really appreciate you coming by here and, and, and chatting with us and always a, a, a welcome here as a guest here on Cowboy Storyline. Yes, sir, I appreciate you. All right, we'll be right back here for the final segment. We're going to take those fan questions when we get back. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. The Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back. Final segment here of Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman and and the guys mowing in the back background here. I'm sorry about that, but that's just the way it is. Got to keep these fields nice. I call Mo Claiborne back here uh, making it happen. But first segment, 
Yeah, Derek Eagleton and Dorrance Armstrong here for the second, and, and uh, some really great stuff. But this last one, this will be about you guys, and this is what this show is going to be. If, you, if you, this is the first time that you've heard this show, this is our second episode, and just just um, let me reiterate, this is about the fans. This is about you guys. When we get back to the star, there will be a lot of, of uh, calls from on, on the phone lines. Uh, tweets like like i've got right now some text messages we got some cool stuff working here so really want to make this all about the fans as much as possible out here at training camp make a few exceptions getting some players in here but i do want to make sure we get some fans we're going to kind of roll through some of these questions you guys did a great job we'll see how many i can get in the next few minutes here all right ej his question is Pollard's is going to be eased into camp so who's likely getting the starter reps and who will claim the rb2 spot I'm not 100% sure that it will be at RB2 spot. I think that this might be by committee type of thing. I think Ronald Jones will get some work for sure. He'll get a, a chance to do that. I got my eye on Malik Davis, though. I just think he is a player that he, he provides that strength that you're going to need. And I think he probably complements Tony Pollard more than any other back um, with, with experience. But, again, it might be a hot hand thing. Um, but then again, you can't keep all these guys active. So I think Malik Davis has a shot because I know he plays some special teams. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where, where he goes into that. All right. This is from R.H. Lewis. Where are we with Biotish's contract? I think it's a sneaky need to get done. Oh, man. Yes, maybe. But... That kind of makes my head hurt just thinking about adding one more guy. I mean, you know, the pieces to the pie here. I mean, Trayvon just got a huge slice. Zach wants one. CD wants one. Terrence Steele's going to have one. I, I, You're right. It's a sneaky, good, need-to-get-done type of deal. But it it might it might take a little bit, you know, into, into the offseason. Um, you know, he, he might be one. This is his fourth year, so he could be – a free agent at the end of the season. Uh, I just think a lot of that might depend on how it goes this year. I mean, you just cannot sign everyone, and, and, and this might be one. And it all depends on if he's willing to play ball. If he if he wants to be here for a while and it takes a deal, uh, a, long, a longer-term deal, but I, I think it might have to go into next uh, the next offseason there. All right, this is from Jeff, 3278120. Uh, as the season plays out, will the story of Zeke not being here for short yardage and goal line play out like the year that they cut Daz and they had receiver by committee? I believe that was 2018. God, I hope not. I mean, that was bad. I mean, that, that, they had to, in the middle of the year, go trade for Amari. It was 2018. I... I don't think it'll play out like that, but it's, it's, it's interesting. Somebody's going to have to pick up third and one, third and two. You've got to be able to move the chains. Don't rule out that guy being Dak Prescott that gets the ball, especially if they're not changing the rules on the push from the back like the Eagles have done. Maybe they do that, and, and that might be something that, that we see uh, on some of those third and one, fourth and, and one type of situations. All right, let's go back to Brett Bender. Which young guys have caught your eye in the first two days of camp? For me personally, it has been Tolbert. I've been seeing a lot of reps with the ones and two. Tolbert has looked good. There's no doubt about it. Jalen Marino Cropper, rookie free agent. He's looked pretty good. Um, I, I, I like what, what I've seen from him. And, and like I said the other day, receivers kind of do that a little bit. Um, 
John Stevens, the tight end-ish receiver type guys. They they listed him a receiver. He's he's with, working with the tight ends. Has a tight end number forty eight, I believe forty nine. But um, he's looked pretty good uh, as well. Again, we'll see when the pads come on. Uh, but so far, some of the receivers have looked uh, good there. All right, Reggie Reed. His question: What are your impressions of the rookie class so far, especially the picks after the third round? Until the pads come on, it's tough. To see what Awesome Richards is doing, or Junior Fihoko, um, Eric Scott had an interception early in, in the first day. He's given up some some plays as well. Um, with Deuce, like, yeah, he looks good. You know, he looks good. He makes he makes plays and, and he runs around and you know and, and and he doesn't get hit. But let's see what happens when 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 that does. Uh, occur so it, it's early uh, not to dodge the question but some of these guys look good but it's still it's too early in the game to, to talk about that and next question this is like a perfect segue right into it thank you SBD at powerlifting 41 that's that could be my handle as well but it, it isn't SBD alright what could you see being more likely Deuce Vaughn winning RB2 or Eric Scott winning CB4 most likely would probably be Eric Scott being the fourth corner. But this is why it's interesting with Deuce. RB2. He might get the second most reps in a game or snaps or whatever behind Pollard. But if something, knock on wood, happens to Pollard, Deuce isn't, I don't think, going to be your starter. So somebody would leapfrog him and take those reps. So you can call it RB2 if you want, but I think there's just going to be a specific role for him. And and a lot of these questions are about Deuce. I'll keep it going here. LLJ, can Hunter Lipke and Deuce really make the 53? I feel like the running back room is super stacked. I'd love to see them make it, mostly Hunter. I don't know about super stacked. There's a lot of question marks there. There's a lot of question marks after Tony, if any of these guys will make it. Uh, again, those guys are n- like niche players, and I don't know if you can how many of those you can have on offense. Think about it. Think about Kevontae Turpin. How many guys can you have on your offense that don't do a lot of other things? And I, we don't know what Hunter Lipke can do just yet. He's, he's intriguing. He's going to be fun to watch. Deuce is as well. Um, not sure how they're all going to play together. It'll be fun to see, but I, I, I think it's going to have to take creativity from the offensive uh, coordinators to kind of figure all that out. All right, I'm trying to fly through some questions here. All right, um, Andrew D. Weiss, who do you think is in position to have a breakout year for the Cowboys? Also, who do you think may have a down year compared to last? Nobody wants to answer that. Who wants to have a down year? I mean, I... I uh, you you don't see that on the horizon. I mean, it's hard it's hard to to see that. Um, I'll say CD Lamb, 107 catches. I only think he's going to have 104. That's just what it is. I think he's going to go down to 104, and that's going to be a down year for him because Gallup's going to have more. Cooks is going to have more. So I'm I'm putting it in there, and hopefully the sarcasm is flowing through there. So there's not some headline out there that I'm expecting a down year for C. I think CD is going to be great. I don't know who's going to have a down year. Um, 
you know, they always surprise you there. Who's going to have a breakout year? Um, Jake Ferguson, to me, is a guy that might – he might take over and be, like, a really, really good player at tight end. I, I know they drafted Schoonmaker, but I have some feelings about Jake Ferguson that, that he might be that guy to really um, take it to that, to that next level. All right. Sean Harder, who do you think will lead the Cowboys in interceptions this upcoming season? Diggs, Trayvon Diggs. I mean, that's not a hard one, but I think I think he's going to have the ball thrown his way a lot more because of Gilmore, and I do think he's got wide receiver-type hands. We saw that two years ago. We've seen it. I mean, he's got, that's a lot of interceptions, I believe. He's got 17 interceptions, three years. Yeah, he, he can catch the football, um, and I think he'll, he'll probably have the most. Um, Reigns with a Z. What is something you'd like to see C.D. Lamb improve on this season? We just talked about him having a quote-unquote down year. What can he improve on? Um, you know, it's. I think that he's he's going to be playing in the slot a lot too. He's going to move around a little bit. I think the the, the tackle after. I mean, the, I'm sorry, the run after catch. You know, the yak, if you will. That's one where I'd like to see that. Just a little bit more. When I saw the highlights of him, I remember game against Kansas State, Oklahoma, Kansas State. He was just whipping through people there like a hitch and took it 80 yards. I get Kansas State's not on the NFL schedule. I get that. But I do think that that's something we saw a lot in college, and I think that's just another part of his game that he can take to another level here. All right, one more question here. Uh, Kirk PC, kind of a Hall of Fame question, is – once Darren Woodson is in, it's eventually going to happen, he says, and, man, I hope so. Is he the last of the era of the Cowboys, of that era, to go to Canton? My hope is a certain Snickers-eating offensive tackle makes it one day, but that may be wishful thinking on my part. It's wishful thinking on my part as well. I don't understand why not. I really don't. Six-time Pro Bowler, Nate Newton, six-time Pro Bowler, and he anchored that offensive line. People like to say, oh, Larry Allen, but... Nate, Nate was there for the first th- two, and he was there for all three. And I thought he brought uh, an, um, an attitude. Uh, he was a great player, obviously, but he brought that offensive line, took it to another level. Um, I'd like to see him in the Ring of Honor, of course. Um, but I, I, I do think he's a Hall of Fame player. I really do. Um, you always say, can you tell the story of the team and all that and the success without him? Um, you can't tell the Cowboys' success without the offensive line. And I don't think you can tell the offensive line without Nate. So, yeah. And I really hate that. Can you tell the story of the league without this guy? I hate that. How long's the story? Because I've written some short stories. I've written books. So, I mean, tell me how long the story is and I can tell you. But I think Nate Newton should be included. Ring of Honor. Hall of Fame. He should also be included in this desk, which is going to happen next week when he gets here to camp, and we can maybe talk about that. All right, what a fun show this has been. Uh, I, I wish I could get more of the questions. Uh, I keep saying it's going to be a fan show, and it has been. We want to get more and more of that, but it's time to wrap this one up. So until next time, we'll be back next week uh, on Monday. See who the guest is going to be there, and I'll promise you to get more questions as well. This has been Cowboys Storyline. See you next time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!